It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And now here's the star of our show, James Van Car con carne. Car- easy for me to say. Car con carne, still in quarantine. Quarantine con carne. I'm James Van Osel. That right there, that's Nathan Graham. He is a local musician. He is a wonderful singer, a wonderful guitar player, just an all-around good dude. Uh, he's been on the show before. I'm so glad to see your face as we're sheltering in place. Hi, Nathan. Hey, what's up? You know, you're going to perform here at 9 o'clock. So if you're watching this on Facebook Live, the second we're done talking, we've got a live performance coming up. Let's talk about that real quick. What song are you going to play at 9 o'clock? Uh, it's a song I wrote called I'll Get It Right. And is this a newer song? Is this something that's been sitting in the Nathan catalog for a while? It's been sitting there for a while. I I, I kind of uh, just started uh, recording solo stuff, and uh, this is something that's kind of new, you know? And th- that's my question. I first came to know you as part of a band, and you've been solo for a little bit. Is that a more comfortable thing for you, just being being everything, being, being the guy? Uh, yes and no. Um, it's comfortable because I can kind of, this is the first time I've ever written songs, um, kind of how I wanted and didn't have to like go through songs by committee sort of thing. Right. Um, but it's hard. It is difficult because the fact that, yeah, you are doing everything you're doing promotion, you're doing booking, you're doing, you know, there's nobody to kind of, you know, pass anything on to. You can't say like, Hey, you do this and then you do this and I'll do Facebook and Instagram and everybody does has a job. You know, it's like, I'm kind of doing everything. The life of a musical entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah. So one thing I've never talked about with you and we've done interviews before. I'm keenly aware that you have a sense of style that a lot of musicians don't have. Well, thank you. The hats you're always, or almost always whenever I see you in cool clothes, uh, is fashion an outlet for you, or am I just overthinking this? It is. No, it is. It definitely is. Um, you know, I, I was actually. It's funny because I'm actually sitting here watching. Uh, uh, I was watching Richard Pryor right before we got on, and uh, that stuff wearing, still holds up. Yeah, he's wearing gold shoes. Um, but anyway, I mean, I, I feel like if I paid to see a show, right? Uh, you know, if I'm paying to see a show, I don't really want to see a guy that looks like me. You know, in a sense. Like, I don't want to be like, oh, well, that guy just, you know, he he just came from cleaning out his garage and he just decided to play a show. Like, that's, personally, I don't like that. But, um, yeah, it definitely is like a, an outlet. You know, like the rings and the hats and all that stuff, the, you know, kind of, kind of flashy shirts. Um, it's a way for me to kind of feel more confident on stage and even just more confident just walking out of the house, you know. I, I totally get that. Let's talk a little bit about your musical history. You started playing as a, a teen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I listen to you, I mean, you, you bridge it all. You bridge blues and rock and soul and R&B. What shaped your taste growing up? Were there, were there albums? Was, there, or was it parent-driven? Did your parents yeah. hear you? Yeah, my, my, my parents love music. Like, my dad loves uh, country and a lot of folk music. Um, he likes all the stuff, you know, like the, the quote-unquote dad rock, you know. Um, he likes all that stuff too. And then my mom loved blues. And actually my mother loves everything. Like she'll know about artists that I've never even heard of uh, and will turn me on to things. So it's definitely a lot of that. I, I grew up listening to blues and soul in the house. Um, you know, it's like, it's almost if temptations were playing on a Sunday, I knew that I was cleaning all day. Like that was the, <laughs> that was what was going to happen. So I, you know, 
and I just kind of mixed all that stuff together to to kind of write what I've been writing. See, I think having parents that are into music is super cool. Like my kids know that they can't rebel against me with music. Yeah. Other kids, other kids I'm going to listen to some really in your face disturbing stuff. Yeah, that's not going to phase me. Find another way to get yeah. out of my skin. Music, I, I'm already there. I feel like you would be like, oh, Takashi 69 this, this kid's got rainbow hair. This is good. I like this. I walked into uh, the kitchen. My son was making dinner a couple nights ago. I'm like, oh, that, that's a deep pull from Slipknot. He's like, how do you know that? I'm like, come on. Yeah. Come on. You got you to try harder. Yeah, look at all the records I have behind me right now. Like you, <laughs> you got to work, work at this. Uh, so I do love your guitar playing. I mentioned that. And again, we're going to hear you at 9 o'clock tonight on Facebook playing a song. How long did it take you to get that proficient? I, I watch you playing. Th- Here's the thing, Nathan. During quarantine, I decided I'm going to teach myself how to play guitar. I've never known how to play. You're one of those guys I watch and think, what am I even doing? <laughs> don't think that. Um, you know what? I don't remember how long it took. It was just, I just kept playing and I played every day. And, uh, you know, now it's not so much every day, which I'm, I'm kind of sad about, but it was every picking up the guitar every day. And I, and I didn't really think about like people have, uh, you know, like log their practices and like, Oh, I practice for eight hours a day or I practice for six hours a day. And I'm like, I, I don't do that. I don't, I don't think about, how long I'm practicing, I just play until I kind of get sick of it. And then, you know, then I'll stop. And then, you know, a couple minutes later, I'll have like, oh, that's a cool riff that I maybe should work out. And then I'll work that out. And then I'll just keep playing from there. So I I have no idea. I didn't, I didn't clock it. I know I've been playing since I was 13. And I'm 30 now. So, um, you know, so that, that much time, but yeah, I have no idea how long it takes to get there. I would have never pegged you for 30. Really? Yeah. Also, here's the thing. You, you, you look young. You've got a, a young look to you, but you have this, this, this wisdom about you. Like you've lived on this planet a couple times before this. <laughs> it comes from making a lot of mistakes. <laughs> I don't know if we ever talked about this. And again, uh, we're going to bail in a couple minutes so you can perform. But did we ever talk in an in interview about your time on The Voice? And if not, even if we have, what was that experience like? Um. <laughs> rough reality really, tv is yeah. is nuts right yeah yeah i mean it's it's it is eight hours of prep for 11 minutes of work you know mm-hmm. uh and then on top of that it's you have to it's so much hurry up and wait like i've done a couple things on tv like i've done stuff with the voice and i've done stuff with uh empire um you know just doing all those tv shows and it's it is a lot of just like sitting there and waiting and you're antsy, you know, it's like shows, it's almost like you get there, you set up, you sound check, boom, you're on, you know. Um, but with TV, it's so much, okay, now do it again, do it exactly how you did it, but do it for this camera now. And it's like, ah, okay, I don't remember exactly what I did, you know, so now I have to really think about that. It's stressful. Yeah. And it's stressful to, as a musician. It's really funny because you get into being, to playing music uh, so people can't tell you what to do. And then as soon as you get on a show like that, you have nothing but people telling you what to do. Exactly. And judging. Yeah. I know this year was supposed to start big. You were supposed to be at South by this year, weren't you? Was, yeah. Which is a drag. I mean, obviously your situation is not unique. Musicians everywhere have just had, you know, the rug pulled out from under them. How can people hear you and support you right now? Um, Instagram, YouTube. There's a video out on YouTube 
uh, there's actually a couple of videos out on YouTube right now of the new songs that I'm doing. Uh, Instagram, definitely. I don't have anything out on, um, that's public anyway, on SoundCloud or uh, Spotify or anything like that, which is going to be happening soon. Actually, uh, one of the guys that I'm working with to make that happen is a friend of yours, Tom Schmall. Oh yeah, love Tom. I go way back with Tom Schmall. He he knows all the the pros and cons of the music industry, so you're in good hands. Yeah, I felt like it. So we're gonna jump because you are gonna perform. So that said, if there's not a whole lot of music from you to find on the World Wide Web, uh, now's a great time for people to hear and see you play. Uh, you're gonna play the song that's been kicking around for a little bit. I'll get it right. You're an amazing performer. I, I love talking to you, I, but let, let's get right to it. I want to thank everyone for watching on Facebook Live. That right there, that's Nathan Graham. He's awesome. Thank you. Spend all of my time Sleep at the wheel Never thought I'd get too far Crawled down this road last snow. I just want my story told. Leave a trail of broken hearts. We weren't meant to suffer. Too much pride to cry. I get it right. 